Today on Locked on Rockies, it's over. It's done. Todd Helton is a Hall of Famer. You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome to the Locked on Rockies podcast on a day that will go down in Colorado Rockies history. The 23rd of January, Todd Helton is elected into the Hall of Fame. We are bringing you instant reaction here from not only the Locked on Rockies podcast, but two of the bets in the business here, Skylar Timmons and Evan Lang. The, the long list, but affected by altitude, purple row, the long list. Uh, we'll, we'll, of course, dive more into that here in just a little bit. But I'm going to get their immediate thoughts here in just a moment after I tell you that this is the Locked On Rockies podcast, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. If your team is the Colorado Rockies, you're in the right spot because that's what we do around here each and every single day is talk Rockies baseball right here on your favorite streaming services and on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, where you can be part of the show. You can fire off your hot takes where I was told that Todd Helton getting in wasn't going to be close, but I still feel like it was pretty close by our YouTube comments here. We are joined by some of the best in the biz, of course, Skylar and Evan Lang. Uh, Before we dive into everything here, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, I am opening up the floor here. I will step aside at first, and I'll give my reactions. But, guys, put me in your seats. Tell me what you're thinking here. Because I'll at least set the stage. I went to sleep yesterday nervous. I woke up this morning. I'm on the West Coast, so I'm a little behind people. So I got to see some of the votes from today. And I didn't want to get ahead of myself, but my confidence grew. Take me to where you guys were this morning here uh, ahead of the uh, the announcement this afternoon slash evening. Take it away, Evan. I woke up this morning really nervous. Um, I've been really nervous this whole time where I'm, I I can be very, very pessimistic. And I was, I was really thinking, I don't know if he's going to make it because we had those five inexplicable drops where five writers from the baseball writers of America dropped him from their ballot without any reason, without any justification. None of them have yet to provide any reasoning for why he was dropped. And at that point, he was either negative one or plus zero in terms of vote gain. And I started to feel a little... So I was like, I don't know if he gets in this year. And if he doesn't get in this year, I don't know when it's going to be. I was really nervous. And then all of a sudden, you know, this morning, he flew up to plus four. And I started feeling a little optimistic about it. And... You know, just now when they were doing the announcement on MLB TV, MLB uh, MLB Network, when they said our several new inductees, I immediately was like, oh, my God, he did it. Oh, my God, he's in because several means more than two. Because I knew I knew Beltre was a lock. Beltre has been a lock pretty much this entire voting period, Mm -hmm. uh, which is awesome because Agent Beltre rules. uh, Totally, totally deserving. And I was pretty confident after a couple weeks that Joe Maurer was going to get in. So those were the two that I was pretty certain were going to get in, but I just didn't know about Todd. And then they say several and I'm like, he's in. And I've been on and off happy crying pretty much since the announcement here, I sped home from work to make sure I could catch the beginning of the announcement and 
man, this is this is probably the single greatest day in Colorado Rockies history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, and I'll go along with that because uh, throughout this season, coming into this off season, this vo- voting cycle, I think we we're all pretty confident. Like, yeah, he was so close. There's like never been a player that's gotten to like 50% or whatever threshold he was at and not get elected. But we still had no other players really had to deal with the Coors Field bias, all this other stuff. And so throughout this, like Evan said, your your confidence started to dwindle throughout this offseason ballot season because you'd see, oh, okay, he's not on that ballot. Why is he getting dropped from this ballot? You still have room for this guy. We'd still get kind of these dumb explanations from writers still blaming Coors Field and, and all this other stuff. Even today, you, know, on, you get their writers on MLB Network talking about it and they're leaving Helton off. Or they're arguing about, you know, he's a product of Coors Field, all this other stuff. And so there was a point, I think Evan and I were both at this point a couple, like a week or so ago, where like we knew it was going to be a really thin margin, I think. You look at those projections from the Hall of Fame ballot tracker. They'd come out with their predictions, and it's going to be razor thin. Like Manny Rendawa's writing about it, like, oh, it's going to maybe be like one or two votes. So that's adding into that that stress and anxiety of, oh, man, this could go either way. And But slowly today I woke up, and I saw it Evan had posted in our Slack channels, like, Hell, Todd's at plus three. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but then it was annoying because you think he could have been at even more if not for those drops. But then as the day went on, I was like, no, it, it's going to be close. I think he's going to get in. And the dang Hall of Fame, that guy baited me. Oh, bait dude, and switch. Are you about to say that he This guy spent his entire career, career with, with one, one team. My like, dad and I are watching it. We're like, yeah, Todd Helton got in. Joe Mount. We're like, oh, all right. <laughs> it wasn't so too bad, though. Because that was going to be my follow-up to both of you because I did the same exact thing. I literally like popped off. I was like, Boom! And then it's Joe Bauer. It's like, oh, because it was like, did Sheffield maybe get like that last little mm-hmm. push to, to be in there? And uh, Evan, you said it right with with several. I was like, all right, because if it's two, heart gonna sink and drop. But I don't know if you guys saw this yet, because we were watching the announcement. Things are kind of moving a million things as the announcement just happened thirty minutes ago as of recording this. Helton actually overtook Mauer at the end in votes. Gets mm-hmm. finished. Not seven, I think it's like 79 point something. Mauer actually goes down to 76, which I was surprised by because all the projections were pointing to Mauer. But let's well, let's dive into Todd stuff in a little bit, but let's let's take this topic here first because I think this is a big moment. Is what does this mean for the course field narrative? I mean, because I think there's a lot of ways to look at this as the Rockies now have two greats that they can look at and say, hey, Hall of Fame, best in the business, course field doesn't matter. But in this weird way, too, it's like, when are we going to see another Todd Helton for the Colorado Rockies? When are we going yeah. to see a Larry Walker for the Todd, or for the for the Colorado Rockies? Because, you know, I, I would say if Arenado played his whole entire career here, he would probably be the most likely candidate to be in the same position. But we might not see this as Rockies fans for a long, long time. Yeah. Go ahead, Evan. It's I was just talking about this um, the other day, and I was talking to Skyler with you a little bit about it as well, is – I genuinely don't know who the next candidate for the Rockies who stands any sort of a chance does. We saw Matt Holliday finish with only 1% uh, with like 1% and, you know, Todd Helton, it took him this long. I think it's a mixed bag. I think for the established baseball writers, 
I think this does nothing for the course field narrative because we saw still way too much of that of guys omitting Todd from their ballot, like John Heyman, who was like, he was a product of course field and didn't have enough home runs or volume statistics for a first baseman at course. But then he voted for, uh, you know, Chase Utley. So if you're going to talk about volume statistics, that's a load of bunk. But then the upside is that literally every single new voter this year with a public ballot voted for Todd which means that that guard is changing and that does speak volumes to the future. The issue is just who is it going to be? I can see Charlie Blackman staying on the ballot for a couple of years, but I don't see him being elected. Mm -hmm. Charlie Blackman is going to be pretty squarely in the hall of very good. And that's a shame because I love Chuck nasty, but you just, he just does not compare to Todd and Larry and for Arenado. You know, I th- if he continues on his trajectory and can rebound from a tough 2023, yeah, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But there is no way that he would ever go in with a Rockies cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and for me, this whole thing is part of it, it. It's more of this testament to just the anomaly and incredible player that Todd Helton was. Because we you pointed his Coors Field home stats. Amazing. Incredible. No Rocky has been able to replicate that since. And you look at his road stats and what he did over his career and the adjustment he was able to make to conquer the road. No Rockies really been able to do that since. And so it, if anything, I, the Rockies have this role of like, who, how can they get a player to replicate that? I don't think we ever will in a way, unless the organization changes its approach to everything. But I think overall that hopefully it just retires that narrative a little bit. Like, yeah, this is, this is a tired narrative just recognize that Todd Helton was an incredible player that just yeah. happened to be at course that played for the Rockies his whole career. The amount of times I've had to explain to people who proclaim to be experts in the field of baseball, that if Coors field really is this mystical, magical hitters wonderland, why has no one been able ever able to replicate what Todd Helton did? Why aren't the Rockies churning out hall of fame hitters day after day, year after year? Because they're not, because it really is. And we've discussed this ad nauseum. Coors Field is less of a boon on hitters and more of a curse because it makes hitting harder everywhere else, especially post-humidor. The ball no longer rockets off the bat like it did before the humidor. So now it's more of you have to adjust for the 80 games you don't play at Coors Field. And the fact that Todd Helton was able to do that and put up road numbers that are better than the career numbers of multiple Hall of Famers is a testament to what an incredible hitter he was. One of the best hitters that, frankly, we've seen or will ever see in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. You you can look at, you even factor in the division he was playing in. He was going from the highest altitude down to the ocean, <laughs> having to play in the humid awful foggy air of san diego san francisco all the factors he had to do for 17 years playing you know all those road games in california like heck no and nobody's been able to do it since yeah i think these are these are important things i think to remember for not only todd helton but just great rockies players and like yeah. why are you rockies man why are you rockies man there's no no reason to be a rockies man it's like no there has been greatness the question now is, it's just, are we going to see that? But that's a whole different question. We're never going to see 
the 90s, early 2000s production from players ever again. That's just not going to happen. But just because Todd Helton did that at Coors Field doesn't take away from anything. And I, I like you said, people that don't know the Rockies don't just fall right into the, oh, Coors Field. It's it's just, it's playing on steroids. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, that's not the case. And there's a lot more nuance there. I want to ask you guys what you think uh, changed the minds of people was it was it the splits was it the longevity was it just was it saber metrics we're going to dive into that here coming up in segment number two but before we do that got to tell you about some of the folks that help make this show possible and that includes ebay motors ebay motors has you covered for all your car parts passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led highlights and headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need the price at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit is only available to u.s customers This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming services and on the Locked On Podcast Network, the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, where you can be part of the show. Let me know what's on your mind. Joined by Skylar Timmons and Evan Lang today. Really exciting news for Colorado Rockies fans as Todd Helton is in the Hall of Fame and exciting news for all you sports fans out there. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, uh, guys, I want to know what you think changed the voters' mind. I, I think it's this, because at one we, we saw the big jump, and I, I think, you're Evan, you pointed out, the guard is changing New metrics, new analytics are changing the mind of the new era of baseball writers. And I don't think that there is any piece of evidence that's better to show people than the actual home road splits. I think it's best to flip them immediately on people and say, those aren't bad numbers. That just means he was so dominant at home, so good at Coors Field, and he wasn't victimized by going on the road. He was someone that was still going to be able to contribute and he did it at a level better than Hall of Famers did it. I mean, and there's no better argument, I think, to, than me, than that one. Mixed in with all the other kind of like cherry on top stuff. 17 years in the same, uh, on the Rockies. Face of the franchise. Good, limited postseason, but effective in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a million things you can look at for Todd Helton. But for me, I actually think the home road splits are, some, are, are the thing that turned the tide in the favor for Todd Helton. Yeah, and it's the same thing that really helped Larry Walker and helps a lot of other guys that are on the ballot now that came close like Billy Wagner and some of these other guys that came that come close is I think it's a further scrutination whatever that word is scrutinizing <laughs> <laughs> of of you know of numbers and you know the advanced metrics we have now where that new crop of writers that are more apt to to look into that stuff and, and take more put more I guess cost into that, put more value in that 
Whereas those, who are the ones leaving off Todd Helton? It's a lot of those old school guys. The old writers are like, oh, do you have 500 home runs? Automatic, no, disqualification. So we're seeing voters now in that change of that mindset, mindset of how people approach metrics and statistics, how to value and evaluate players is different. And they're, you know, people in the, ni- in the early 2000s and 90s didn't really appreciate Todd Helton for what he was. And it's taken now here in 2024 for voters to see, oh yeah, those, those road numbers are incredible. These stadium neutralizing stats make him really good overall. Yeah, he played at Coors Field, but even if you neutralize that effect, he's still a really good hitter type of thing. So technology and I think the, the advancement and just how we view the game now is really, you know, really having a, a positive effect, I think. I definitely agree. And I also think it's just people are finally looking, you know, Paul, you bring up the, the home road splits is that there is much more context behind Todd's home road splits. Like we talked about a little bit before the break is, you know, Coors Field doesn't necessarily make you a better hitter at home, but it sure does make it harder to hit on the road. And I look at, you know, some of the best hitters in Rockies history uh, that didn't hit on the road to the same par as Todd Helton. Like Larry Walker only hit 278, 374, 95 on the road in his career. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki, 269, 339, 453. And I, I think the closest comparison who has a, a big gap but still has pretty serviceable split is that is I mentioned Charlie Blackman earlier. Charlie Blackman at home, 332, 392, 554. And on the road, 259, 317, 415. And that's still a pretty big goal. So the fact that Todd Helton's road numbers are as incredible as they are, and they are, they're good. And I think that's what gets ignored so much is just how good they are. But also with the, with the, um, with park adjusted stats and more advanced metrics becoming much more prevalent, things like OPS plus and all that other stuff. Um, it makes it a lot, it, it makes his case more compelling than just looking at the home road splits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it adds, it, it's, it's really says like, you're not watching. Like if you just focus on course field, you're not watching. And, and, what can you? What were, what were Todd's road numbers again? Can you go? Can you hit me with them one more time if you have them? Uh, I am pulling them up right now. Todd Helton on the road in uh, one thousand one hundred six road games hit two eighty seven, three eighty six, four sixty nine with one hundred forty two home runs okay. and two hundred and seventy one doubles. Give me a Rocky that will finish that will play one there's probably not going to be another person that plays 17 years for the Colorado Rockies two we're not going to see a Rockies player produce that on the road or anywhere close especially if you're talking career numbers almost 150 home runs solely on the road that's that's a rarity for the modern day Colorado Rockies and Mm -hmm. so that's what I think just adds to this where it's like I, I sent this out right before we started recording for 17 years. The reason one of the main reasons to be a Rockies fan was Todd Helton. 
He was easily he if if you were growing up in Colorado learning how to play baseball, there was really nobody better to watch than him. Professional at bats. Oh man, how many ten plus pitch at bats with six foul balls and three pit takes that are right on the corner, but the umps give it to him because it's Todd Helton that he then lashes out for a double. I, I, I tweeted out um, a big thread of a bunch of, of Todd Helton highlights, and his two thousand five hundredth hit was a double that he somehow got the bat way down in the zone and and, f- and rifles it off into the opposite field and gets that and gets that double. The level of elite talent on display from Todd Helton year after year, even dealing with serious injuries, it just further proves that you can't deny greatness just because they play in a market you don't like or you don't know about. This greatness exists. Uh And I think war is really important because when you're looking at Todd Helton, comparing him to the greatest first baseman of all time, He's earned his spot in that top 15 first baseman of all time. And if you are a top 15 first baseman of all time, you're a Hall of Famer. Whether you're a big hall, small hall guy, I don't care. If you rank in the top 15 of all of baseball, you deserve to be there. So I I don't think there's really anything that would take away from Todd Helton in this. we, We talked a little bit about it. I have no idea what why those people took Todd Helton off the ballot. I I mean, you know, speaking candidly, is it maybe the two off the field issues that we know about with Todd Helton? But in the grand scheme of things, is that enough to really shift your your, your perspective of this guy for that that you that you were confident in last year? And and did that really change your mind over the year? There, if unless you were, uh, what was so confusing was. I can't remember if a lot of those people took Todd Helton off and added Gary Sheffield. Maybe if you really liked Gary Sheffield and you wanted to help him in that final year, it makes sense. But it doesn't really – there was no real excuse for that. A lot so, of those guys still had room on their ballots yeah, for only, Helton. It was like- only, only one guy who dropped Helton um, had a full ballot. Okay, fine. I don't like it, but at least you're submitting a full ballot. Two guys took off Helton and added Omar Vizquel – who, if you take any, if you're comparing the off-field issues, yes, Todd Helton had two DUIs. That sucks. He was dealing with a lot of stuff. He was pretty clearly unhappy and in a lot of pain after his career ended. But you compare that to the off-field issues and allegations against Omar Vizquel, that is, you can't use that as a reason. And what was really wild to me is you still had people today who were going, well, like oh his his long career played 17 years but only six of them were was he incredible the rest he was just good and it's like okay so i said this exact direct exact quote to someone is okay so for six seasons he was the god king of baseball and then for the other 11 he was just really good and somehow that's a knock (laughs) against him and it's, I want shout out, yeah, yeah. it's moved for Rocky for, for at least, at least these two Rockies players, yeah. because the, the goalposts kept getting moved. Yes. And, and, mm-hmm. and there are correct criticisms. Tulo, not a hall of famer. Charlie Blackman's going to be a stretch for a lot of people that aren't Rockies fans, but I'm going to, uh, Evan, you know what? I'm signing up with you, buddy. I, because, because there's numbers and things to look at, but for those two players specifically, it, it just, all of the arguments just seem to boil down to course. I didn't watch baseball games at 10 o'clock. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw Patrick Saunders tweet from, uh, I think that this was like late last week. Mm-hmm. So this was still, so the numbers aren't completely there, but he was of the 20 uh, at the time of the publicly known ballots. 
20 people that left Todd Helton off their ballot were from the East Coast. And and I'm I, and I'm 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 actually I'm you know what I was gonna say I'm not trying to be I am gonna throw stones here. This is a prime example of the East Coast bias as well as the, the California bias because five people uh, that held uh, held Cal, uh, Todd Helton off their ballot at this time were from California. But you know what? People from California watch Todd Helton play baseball. There's no possible way that they didn't at least see Todd Helton play a little bit. But when I see oh, the Dodgers case fans Utley knew broke, him very, very well, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. There's a lot of teams that might be holding him off because they hate Todd Helton because of what he was doing to his mm -hmm. team. But when you see the Chase Utley votes, when you see that, you see if 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 we're not allowed to be Rockies homers because of our because of where they play, why are you all able to just hold the Phillies, the Yankees, and the Red Sox in such high regard. It's not fair to the rest of the league for those for the East Coast elite teams that have mostly been irrelevant for the long part of our lives uh, that that they get as much credit. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, uh -huh. why does – there's a lot of cases to be made that these Yankees greats, these, these, these Phillies greats aren't better than Todd Helton, at least, or, or Larry Walker. And I'm just comparing those two guys. I, I just want – when Rockies players get their chance, I just want them to be respected. Yeah. And fellas, I have a list for you here. Uh, first, I want to shout out the Twitter account, Helton HOF. That's at TH17HOF. Because during his entire candidacy, this person has been posting all these awesome stats and retweeting ballots and retweeting articles. Here's one that got put up. Here are all the hitters during the 2000s that Todd Helton reached base safely more often than Bobby Abreu, Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter, Albert Pujols, Ichiro Suzuki, Brian Giles, Manny Ramirez, and Chipper Jones. How many Hall of Famers on that list? A lot. <laughs> A lot. It, every list he's on, he's amongst these great Hall of Famers. Let's wrap things up here, guys. I, I want to kind of go and do your favorite Todd Helton memory, closing thoughts here. We're going to do that after we take a quick break. Welcome back into Locked on Rockies. Uh, hey, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We're running late here, so I don't want to miss out. Uh, Evan Lang, Skylar Timmons joining me, affected by altitude, every Rocky ever, Purple Row. Uh, if you thought I talked a lot about the Rockies, these guys <laughs> these guys do a lot more. Uh, I put together a thread today of big Todd Helton moments, and I want to get your guys' favorite Todd Helton moments. I'll say mine. I, I legit think my favorite Todd Helton moment is the home, the final home run at home i remember i can put myself back in that moment vividly uh, i got a noise complaint from my dorm because the entire building <laughs> heard me after i screamed and sprinted down uh the the hallway there, there there's a million of them and at, but at that point i just was so appreciative of what todd helton meant to me as a rockies fan that that moment in that situation was just so cool to me mm -hmm. it's a pretty good one that would have been my one of my alternate ones I was thinking of here. Um, I'll let Evan go first because I think I know which one he might pick. Well, I don't know which one do you think I'm going to pick. Uh, when he got his horse, that that actually is a really good one. I have I have the more basic of the pick in that it is the the final out of the 2007 NLCS versus the Arizona Diamondbacks the single most iconic pitcher in Colorado Rockies history 
the single most iconic photo of Todd Helton in Colorado Rockies history. I remember watching that game live on TV, and it was just the culmination of everything. The, the culmination of Todd's career to that point, of the Rockies to that point. This probably one of the single greatest moments in Rockies history up to that point. It's a photo that I... I don't have any tattoos, but if I got a tattoo, that's on the list of I would get that picture where that's it's just it's the moment for for me when I think Todd Helton, I think of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, mine kind of ties in with that. Uh, It goes back to probably the most important home run in Rockies history is the walk off homer against Saito because it kicks off the, the miracle run in that September. And I remember because this is about time I was I was laying in the top bunk of my bunk of our bunk bed, and I was laying in their bed because I didn't want to go to sleep yet because it was a school night. I'm like, I don't want to go to sleep yet. I want to finish this game, and we just happened to have a little radio up on this little shelf near me, and so I popped that on, put some headphones in, and listened to this to whoever's probably Jerry, still Jack and Jerry, I think at that time, wasn't it? No, it was a uh, Wayne something. I can't remember his name. I always forget they blend together. But uh, I just remember sitting there and I'm laying there in this bunk bed and our the bunk bed creaks. <laughs> and I just kind of like shake my arms like, yes! Hearing this home run calling the beds going, <laughs> But uh, it's that one always sticks to me because I think that was another one of those culminations you hear from the other players at that time. That was really the first time that Todd Hilton like really let loose as well to kick off that run is he's sprinting. He's showing that joy around the bases. Now, and those guys see that and then that kicks off that run all the way to the world series. So there's uh, no player more important in Colorado Rockies history than Todd Helton. I mean, it is plain and simple. He is the, he is the face of the franchise. He is the reason. And how cool was it that he got the Todd father shout out on that? No one can take that away from us on that too. <laughs> it's official if the hall of fame is counting it. Uh, but uh, Evan, you say it's the greatest picture. It's going to make an even better statue outside of course field one day. Cause if they ain't yeah. thinking about it, Oh boy. They better be. Uh, guys, where should they go to follow you guys so they can stay up to date with everything you do? Uh, I'll, <laughs> you can follow me over on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, I don't know why he changed it because it just makes it longer anyway. But uh, over there at sideline underscore crowd, writing stuff. Also, every Rocky ever you can find us. We'll continue compiling stuff for a Todd Helton episode eventually. Who knows when it'll come out, maybe close to induction, but now's the time to start sending those stories and memories and thoughts our way and find us over at purplerode.com or fansforsports.com. You can find me on uh, Twitter and threads at Evan underscore Lang 27 on Blue Sky at Evan Lang 27.bsky social. And you can follow us in terms of the Rocky Mountain Rooftop and Affected by Altitude Twitter and YouTube accounts. That's at Rocky Mountain Rooftop at R-O-C-K-Y-M-T-N Rooftop. I'm Paul Holden. I'm the host of the Locked on Rockies podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank Evan and Skyler for their time and for all their great Rockies coverage. Folks, until next time, make Locked on MLB your second listen of the day. Make sure you're checking Locked Locked on Rockies out on YouTube and be part of the show by subscribing and liking the videos there. Until next time, I'm Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked on Rockies podcast.